Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. I'm Andrew Musgrove and today I'm joined by George Donoghue from Leeds Live, one of the Leeds United reporters. Obviously Newcastle travelled down to Ellen Road this Saturday in what is another must-win game for Newcastle United. If you listen to our preview podcast with John Gibson on a weekly basis, you will hear us say that phrase time and time again and Newcastle United never seem to listen. But Joe, for Newcastle, this is a must-win game. What is the mentality down in Leeds like? How are they going to approach Saturday? Um, yeah, I think that the mentality is is one of, you know, it's an opportunity for Leeds. Um, you know, moving nine points clear of, of the relegation zone last weekend with the, the surprise win over West Ham, I think it's fair to say. Um, and I think with the, the you know, the well-documented issues that Newcastle are having, especially holding on to Leeds in games, um, it's it's definitely one which at Ellen Road, I think Leeds fans and, and, and the team as well are going to be looking at this one as a, as a real opportunity to pull even further clear, and sort of maybe re-establish themselves in that sort of mid-table pack rather than the relegation scrappers. I think many people, many Newcastle fans had hope to drag Leeds into this fight, the same with, with Everton, but you know they're 10 points clear of Newcastle. Great performance against West Ham. Uh, last weekend and it's remarkable in many ways considering the issues Leeds have had an injury list like uh, a few others have have had in in recent years in the Premier League and yet they're looking relatively comfortable considering the issues they have had. Yeah I mean it's it's been the injuries have you know been scarcely believable. Uh, Yesterday Bielsa said in his press conference that Patrick Bamford had picked up a new foot injury. I mean he originally got injured with his ankle at St James's Park back in September um, came back from that, scored an equaliser in a 20-minute run out against Brentford and injured his hamstring in the celebration. So that kind of just summed up the luck that Leeds were having. But I mean, still the likes of Bamford, Cooper, Calvin Phillips, uh, Jamie Shackleton, uh, Junior Furpo, Adam Forshaw, all out of this weekend's game. Um, quite a lot of those muscle injuries, um, but still managing to put a team out, still managing to 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 win games. And, and ultimately, that's that's what's separating Leeds from from Newcastle at the moment, isn't it? Oh, 100%. I mean, Newcastle have only won once this season against Burnley and that came from a, an error from the goalkeeper, really, which Callum Wilson pounced on, of course, Newcastle without Callum Wilson. They have, of course, bought Chris Wood from survival rivals Burnley. A lot of money spent on him. He hasn't scored too many goals this season, but Newcastle United fans, I think, realistic in their expectations of this January transfer window and quite happy to see him come in. Didn't really get the service in the previous game against Watford. How will Leeds deal with with Chris Wood? I mean, you know, the fans know all about him considering his time there. Yeah, I mean, the fans know exactly what he's like. He, he he's played at Ellen Road uh, earlier this month um, when Burnley came to visit on on the second of January. Um, didn't really get a sniff that game. Um, had one or two chances which kind of he flashed over the bar, but didn't really get too many opportunities. But I think that was more. A reflection of of Burnley's uh, you know style of play, but um, in terms of dealing with Chris Wood, I think the you know to, oh, tomorrow it will be the game. Uh, you know the they'll deal with him with Diego Llorente and and Pascal Strike at, at centre back. And last week Strike came back from six weeks out injured. Um, he did a real number on Mikel Antonio, and I think that'll give Leeds fans some some encouragement that that they can you know put the shackles on on Woods. You know maybe try and um, try and match him physically because that's not always been the case this season with with the various injuries they've had in defence. So to have two really strong competitors like Strike and, and Urente, 
um, we'll we'll probably give them the, the the best chance of of handling Wood. I mean, it's there's no guarantee, and you know, there's no guarantee that that Stryke will have the same game that he did at West Ham. But physically, he's 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 the one um, that I'd say is is closest to being able to to to, to handle Wood. Eddie Howe was asked about Chris Wood in his press conference this morning, and this is what he said. He said, I thought he played well last week. We isolated him after we scored, and that was very evident at the time. With Chris, we need to get bodies around him, and he needs to be supplied. And if we can do that, he'll prove very effective. So Eddie Howe there has essentially given Leeds a bit of an insight into the bit of the game plan Newcastle will go with on Saturday. And it was evident that he wasn't getting the supply against Watford. They put in an the attempted just six crosses in the second half and uh, only one was was deemed complete. I'm not even sure that actually got to Wood. How will Leeds deal with what we assume will be pressure coming down the flanks from the likes of Kieran Trippier and whoever starts, maybe J- Javi Manquillo uh, on the left wing back? How will they deal with, with that? Um, I mean, fullback has been a position which has been, you know, quite quite contentious this season for Leeds. They brought Junior Firpo in from Barcelona uh, at, at left back, but he hasn't really hit the ground running yet. He's he's had COVID, he's had injuries, he's he's got a new injury now, so it would be unlikely that we'll see him tomorrow. Um, so Stuart Dallas has, has basically played right back, left back, central midfield, you know, whenever he's been needed and. I think Dallas is a very reliable customer. You know, he's very solid. Um, you know, no frills, but but you know, consistently a seven out of ten wherever he plays. Um, I think we will probably see either Dallas or, or one of the new lads, uh, one of the under twenty threes, Leo Helde, uh, at at left back. Um, so that would be you know that would be the task in in trying to to sort of deter Trippier from from whipping those balls in for Wood. On the other side, I think it's probably likely we'll see Luke Allen, um, who. I'd say he's probably. I mean, he's a very, very tricky customer if you're a if if you're a, um, an attacker because he's he's very wily. Um, you know, he's very good at just getting that that little tackle in, which just retrieves the ball at the vital moment. Um, and going forward, he's he's a threat in his own right. You know, last season I think it was him and Adam Webster for for Brighton who you know carried the ball the the most yards in the Premier League. And you know, to put that into context, it was you know it, it was remarkable. But um, I think Leeds at the back anyway in in defense you know they've had their injury issues but this week if you if you're able to put out a back four of um of ailing strike urente and dallas i think that's very very close to probably the strongest uh, back four that you could realistically put out um and obviously with ilan melier behind that who's who's been in reasonable form as well um you know they'll, if if there if there does be becoming sort of an aerial bombardment on melier's goal um, with with Trippier whipping them in and and, and Wood being the target, I think um, the, I think Wood will be up will be you know be in for a fight there because you know they're they're quite imposing figures that you know they're heart on the sleeve, die for the badge, that sort of thing. It's going to be interesting to see not just in this game but the games after how Newcastle change their style and approach because you have Chris Wood who, as we've mentioned, needs the service, needs the balls in the box, but then you have Alan at maximum who isn't the kind of guy who likes to to put the ball in the box. We know what he likes to do. He likes to run at the defence, try and beat his man a dozen times before actually you know, having a shot on goal. He is Newcastle's biggest threat because Callum Wilson is out injured. There are some frustrations growing amongst the fan base because they feel he holds on the ball too long. We saw a couple of examples against Watford when a touch was, a touch was there and he could have just put the ball in the box, but he decided to go back on his man. Of course, he scored against Watford, superb individual goal and that's what he can do he can spend 80 minutes frustrating 
and then have 30 seconds of brilliance like you did against Watford, how are Leeds going to deal with the Frenchman? Um, I don't think there's there's a there's a game plan for how you deal with a player of St Maximum's quality. I mean, we saw it at St James's Park earlier in the season. It was it was funny because I was watching that that game against Watford, and the goal that he scored was 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 exactly the same as the goal that he scored against Leeds. You know, cutting across the box and then shooting to 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 the goalkeeper's opposite side. And you think it must be the second or third time he's scored goals like that this season. It sure goes to show that you know Premier League defenses can't handle that. Um, it's you've you've got to you've got to double up on him. Um, I mean, Leeds have a man to man to man marking structure, so you know you've got to think. I mean, wh- whoever is going to be marking him, whether that is Luke Ayling, whether that's Diego Llorente, they're going to have their work cut out um, because you know we know how tricky he is on the ball. I mean, all your listeners will know. I mean, watch him week in week week out, and you know he's done it to 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 a lot better defenders, a lot more prestigious defenders. So, in terms of a game plan it'll probably be a case of just trying to, when he gets into those dangerous areas, doubling up, just trying to block his route to goal, just slowing him down and, you know, making him making him more frustrating to, to Newcastle fans because if you slow him down and he's constantly thinking about trying to beat the man rather than just play a simple pass and taking two players out of the game, um, then I think that's, that's the most effective way of, of trying to nullify him. We've got a few questions here. This one from Graham Harden. Who would be your centre-backs for the match? That's obviously aimed at the Newcastle United side. We know Newcastle have tried to get Diego Carlos into this this week, uh, the Seville defender, and that hasn't happened as of yet. Eddie Howe spoke about frustrations this week and how they'll have to keep plodding on next week to try and add additions. Um, so we don't expect anyone to come in before the game. I mean, the, you know, the cut-off point is midday on Friday, and here we are at quarter to 11, so it would have to be something rather quick to get that sorted before the game against Leeds. Centre-back-wise, on a Newcastle... I would actually play Dummett alongside Jamal Lascelles. However, given that Matt Ritchie is picked up a knock and Eddie Howe said they would have to assess him, um, he said in his press conference, Matt Ritchie has a knee problem, so we'll have to assess him. Um, so they're going to look at that. So I don't think he'll be playing tomorrow. Jamal Lewis is back, but he's just come back. He's barely had any had any training. So I think they'll, you know, they'll keep Paul Dummett at left back. He played well, considering it was his first game in... Well, a heck of a long time. He was unfortunate that the cross came into the box for the Watford equaliser. Um, and I think Eddie Owl will stick with um, Fabian Cher and Jamal Lasalle just simply because he has no other options because, well, he hasn't got anyone. So it doesn't matter how bad they do play. I think that's all he's got to play with, unfortunately, until they do get a, a new defender in or two new defenders in. Who will be the main man, Joe, uh, that the likes of Jamal Lasalle and Fabian Cher have to stop? Um, well, if it's Lascelles and Fabian Cher, I think that the likelihood is it'll probably be Daniel James um, because he, Bielsa's typically used James as as a false nine um, in sort of a quite a fluid sort of free moving front three whenever he hasn't had Bamford or Gelhart or Rodrigo available. We, we think v- Rodrigo probably will be available, um, but we don't know whether he'll he'll start him um, in in centre forward. He might start him in in midfield in in the number ten or number eight position. Um, which would still allow for Dan James to to play that false nine role, and I think, I mean, last weekend James gave a real you know real hard go of of, of things to uh, to to Issa Diop uh, at the heart of um, West Ham's defence uh, to the point where he was eventually substituted off, and you know West Ham fans were were, were noted to be quite pleased about that because James had just you know he pressed him into oblivion, um, and I think if 
if I was if if I was looking at it from a Newcastle perspective, I'd be maybe a little bit concerned about the the flightiness and the the, the pressing that Leeds will do from the front to the likes of of Lascelles and, and Fabian Cher because you know you, you I mean Jamal Lascelles is not the most comfortable player on the ball. He's not the most mobile centre half. So you've got to you've got to wonder you know how is he going to deal with Daniel James being on his on his every touch. Yeah, no, one hundred percent agree with you. I think a lot of Newcastle fans tend to watch the moments when Lascelles is on the ball through through their fingers because, like you see, he's not the most comfortable on the ball, and they're continuing to try and play out from the back. I don't think that that works at the moment. It's obviously a style that Eddie Howe is looking to implement, but I don't think they've got the personnel to play out from the back. And when you when you mention you know Leeds like to press high, Newcastle are going to have to be right on top of the game tomorrow, and I do fear if they they do try and play out from the back, they will get punished. Um, what are Leeds United's weaknesses? If you were Eddie Howe to, today, you're having the team meeting, what, what what is the number one weakness you're putting on the whiteboard? Um, I mean, in, it, it's probably wrong for me to say, given how, how he's performed recently, but defensive midfield is typically the, the Calvin Phillips role. Um, you know, that is, everybody knows the way that he plays, you know, breaks it up, sprays passes, that sort of thing. Um, but Leeds have typically found it quite difficult to to you know to, to mitigate his absence um and he's out until march so he won't be playing tomorrow um and in in the t- in the for the time being robin cock has been in there who you know typically is a center half but can play defensive midfield he's played there for germany he's played there for freiburg in the past but he just he, he doesn't quite offer the same mobility uh, that that phillips does um so it's that is probably where I'd be thinking. Well, maybe if you can if you can win the battle in Newcastle's number ten position in in Leeds's defensive midfield position, if you can win the battle there, um, then you can you you can you can fashion some opportunities from from outside the area. Maybe um, you know maybe playing a few passes into the box if if you if you get on the other side of, of Robin Cox. So um, probably looking at, at, at that. But going on the back of on the back of last week you know it's it's difficult to pick out a, a weakness per se because the team did play really well as as a unit um so it's it 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 probably would have to to come down to that that defensive midfield sort of mitigating phillips's absence if my maths is right over the last six games leeds have only picked up two more points than newcastle united but there seems to be and correct me if i'm wrong a kind of contrasting with the confidence within the camps, because we saw against Watford when Newcastle scored, they arguably scored too early for Newcastle mm. United because they, they they didn't have the confidence to then go and get a second uh, to kill the game off. They sat back, they invited Watford on. Is it a fair assumption that if they do the same against Leeds United, that will play into Leeds's hand because they, they you know they they like to just like you know press Newcastle and and go for goal. Well, yeah, I'd say it'd be quite similar to the game at Ellen Road last year, which obviously ended five-two. Um, Newcastle taking the lead in that one. You know, it, it it's kind of like like prodding the bees' nest with Leeds. Sometimes, if you if you you know get the opening goal, you know they're going to come back at you. Um, that that's a given. So it's it's a case of you know do do how do Newcastle approach the game? Because again, score too early, sit back. You know, we all know how many how many points Newcastle have thrown away from from winning positions this season. I think it's the most in the league. Um, so, I mean, Leeds fans will be looking at, at that record, thinking, "Well, I can take I can take stock and and take take encouragement that even if Newcastle do go a goal up, that's probably not the end of the end of the tape." So, um, yeah, it, it's it's 
from a Newcastle perspective, it's definitely a tricky one of, of how you approach the game. Do you go in there trying to frustrate and you know sit really deep and hope to hit hit leads on the break and ask them to come on to you, or do you do you go for a for a ding dong battle and and try and win a three two? And has the confidence remained throughout the camp at Leeds despite the injuries and despite you know not picking up too many points over mm. the previous few months? Uh, confidence wise, I'd say. I mean, it, it goes game by game, really. I mean, sometimes it's it's very despondent because of the, the severity of the injuries, whereas I think not too many. I mean, it's obviously a blow having Bamford out, but it's not the end of the world because we saw how the team can still fashion opportunities, still, still can score goals. I think whenever you've got Rafinha in, in the team, in the starting eleven when he's fit and firing, that's always going to give, you know, teammates a lot of confidence, going to give fans a lot of confidence. Um, that, that he's always able to do something. He, he, I mean, he created seven chances by himself last weekend against a team who are, you know, trying to qualify for the Champions League. So he's got that that potential. I think he's a key reason why that confidence has, I wouldn't say remained high, but it's 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 remained on an even keel. You know, the, it's never been too low. It's never been too high um, throughout the, you know, the difficult periods when, you know, the Man City game and the Arsenal game where Leeds were beaten 7-0 and, and 4-1 kind of they've rallied since then and, and taken it game by game we've got um tell magpie ross here saying hopefully wood will get some service you uh, may shoot me down but i looked at, at gail to play him up top with wood now gail's just returned to training this week so i don't know if that'll be too soon for him obviously eddie howe um hasn't given anything away other than saying gail has returned to the training base so it would be interesting to see if he's available tomorrow Fear it might come a little too soon for Dwight Gale, but certainly maybe something to look at in the future. Um, Roger asks Joe, could Joe Linson nullify the threat? I think he was talking about your previous previous point about kind of the the, the issues in the centre of the park for Leeds. Uh, potentially, I mean, Joe Linton's a player that, that I really like. I think his work rate's excellent, um, and I think with Leeds, you've always found that they've they found it difficult to 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 deal with players who are you know physically quite imposing, but also their work rate matches their own. Um, so, but yeah, potentially, it, it's not something I'd considered to be honest. And I think, I mean, we've seen the the sort of resurgence of of Joe Linton recently, haven't we? Um, I think he he's definitely got a big part to play because if he you know, if he's pulling wide and, and maybe, you know, dominating the, the physical battle with, you know, a Luke Aylin or a Stuart Dallas going forward, he could he could be a threat. But also in terms of, you know, the ball coming back the other way, um, I think that just just having that presence could could definitely um, cause Leeds a few problems. So Eddie Howe spoke about Leeds in his press conference. He said they have a way of playing and there's a lot to admire about Leeds out of possession work. They play with a really high intensity and we have to match that. This is a totally unique game and we have to be ready for what we're going to face. Um, we've mentioned it's going to be a difficult difficult game. How much um, of an impact do you think the crowd at Ellen Road will play, um, getting the atmosphere whipped up? I mean, we know up at St. James Park, the asset fans are. Is it similar down for Leeds? Yeah, I'd say it's quite similar. Um, I mean, at St. James Park in, in September, when when Rafinha's goal went in, you kind of you could feel sort of the it was stirring up that you know that you could feel the the passion and the emotion, uh, and then just a bit of a release when St. Maximin scored. It's kind of similar to that at, at Ellen Road. You know, there's always you, you always go into the game. You know, it's it's always a good atmosphere before kickoff, um, and then you know particularly the stand which is next to to the away fans um, when when Newcastle fans will be tomorrow. Uh, the South Stand at Leeds is 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 really really vocal, 
um, and 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 you know shows really good support. I think you know Bielsa mentions it in pr- pretty much every press conference. You know the support of the Leeds fans through through difficult times. Um, you know he's he's been able to count on that, um, and and he says it's incredibly valuable. Um, in terms of how much it'll play a part tomorrow, I mean no more than it has in any other home game. I think it might have a, that little bit of added edge with it being Newcastle. Um, and sort of the the proximity and and the, the you know the historical clashes that they've been at Ellen Road because you know there'll obviously be a lot of fans there who remember those games when the two teams were fighting at the the, the other end of the Premier League table. Um, but yeah, I mean it, it it should be a really good game atmosphere wise because I think you'll you'll get the Newcastle travelling support who obviously travel in number, travel loud, um, and and the home home fans as well will, will put on a show. I think. Yeah, so as you may already know, the the weekend is sold out. That's always going to be the case for Newcastle United when they travel. Um, in terms of how Bielsa is approaching this game, what did he have to say in his press conference regarding Eddie Howe and Newcastle United? Yeah, I mean, he he was asked a few times about um about Newcastle and Eddie Howe, whether they're a different proposition now under him. Um, and and he said he's found a system, he's found a, a habitual group of players and an, an eleven which repeats itself regularly. Um, and he says he's evened the team out in all of the games. Um, so he's clearly done his homework on on Newcastle. Um, he said that in terms of the levels of performance, they've been close to all of their opponents in all of the games that that they've played uh, under Howe. Um, and he said he finished with saying that 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 all talks positively about the job that that Howe's doing at the moment. So he's, I think he he definitely has noticed a difference in um in in the team, um in, especially in sort of the the pre match analysis, sort of looking at how a team sets up and maybe sort of identifying a style. Um, I think that Leeds have definitely, I don't know whether that plays into their hands, that it makes them more predictable. Um, and, you know, the, the the unpredictability factor of, of Newcastle previously was something which, you know, you couldn't, you know, you couldn't legislate for if you were like Leeds and playing a man marking system. But um, I think Leeds will go into it with a, with a clear plan of, of how to play the game. Um, I think they they're going to know how Newcastle want to play. They're going to know how Eddie Howe wants to play. Um, so it's yeah. It, I mean, he's shown admiration, but he also shows admiration, you know, for for every manager when he's asked about them. It's just you know one of the many platitudes that that gets trotted out in in manager managerial press conferences, isn't it? Yeah, indeed. And before I ask you for your result prediction, we don't tend to do scores. We just tend to do results and <laughs> everything is black and white podcast. Um, I just want to know. How do you think Leeds United fans are approaching this game? Do they wake up tomorrow and say, this has to be three points, we're expecting three points, they look at Newcastle and they just think, you know, they're in a dire situation, performance-wise, result-wise, form-wise, everything's playing into to, to Leeds United's hands? I think they'd be looking at this as a game they'd very, very much like to win. Um, I think last week, last weekend's result, the win over West Ham, has meant that the pressure is less because of how many points they are now clear of the relegation zone. Winning winning tomorrow would definitely put them in contention to be, you know, arguably already safe from from the real relegation trouble towards the end of the season. Because I think twelve points, given how many how many points the teams down there have have, have got at the moment, would pretty much be insurmountable for 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 all three of them to um to, to get out of. So um I think it's it's not a it's not a must win. From, from Leeds fans' perspective, I mean, some will disagree with me inevitably, but I think it's a game which is more than anything an opportunity just to put a stamp on things, just say, look, there was a few worries earlier on in the season about maybe getting dragged into the mess. This is what's happened when 
you know, when Leeds play teams who are below them and around them, you know, typically have always beaten teams at Ellen Road um, who are around them and below them um, in the Premier League. So it's, um, it, I think it's, yeah, Leeds fans will be looking at that going, it's, it's, a, it's a real chance to, to just separate ourselves. It's definitely a must win for Newcastle United, even more so if you see Watford win tonight, or even if Norwich beat Watford, yeah. you know, I think the draws there is the best result for both for, for both Newcastle and the teams below, there. well, Burnley below them. Um, but yeah, I, I can't see Newcastle getting a win, unfortunately, against Leeds. I just think the, the way they, the second half against Watford was just alarming, and unless Eddie Howe's somehow managed to boost you know, their confidence and change the, the game plan to supply more crosses to Wood, but then that probably nullifies the threat of St. Maximum. It's a, it's a very difficult dilemma for Eddie Howe to sort out because to effectively give Wood the, the, the service, you are going to have to to change St. Maximum's game plan of just running at defenders, and that that's not something you really want to do. It's a, it's not a, um, a task I, uh, I envy. Um, so it's going to be interesting, but I do see Newcastle, unfortunately, losing tomorrow. How would you see it going? Um, I think if if the pressure was on a little bit more, I might have gone with a score draw. But I think the the second half against Watford, as as you mentioned last weekend, kind of showed that you know there the still is a little bit of a soft underbelly there. And I'd, I'd say I'd say Leeds are probably a, a better team than Watford. Um, they're more reactive than Watford. And and if what if 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 they were able to to come back into the game, then I think Leeds would be able to to put Newcastle to the sword. Um, because I think they're. They, they do have that quality. They do have the the resilience and, and the will to go for 90 minutes. So um, I think it'll be a, a, a high scoring affair. I, I don't think it'll be uh, too many clean sheets, but um, I, th- I think I think it probably will end up being a Leeds win. Fingers crossed, Joe Wong. Fingers crossed, Diamond. <laughs> has to do get three points because he had everything is black and white podcast. We know how important those three points would be for Newcastle United. To you guys listening, thank you very much for tuning in. Please head over to chroniclelive.co.uk where we'll keep you date with all the latest Newcastle United news, including everything you need to know about the remaining few weeks of the trans window, Eddie Howe's uh, look ahead to the Leeds game. And if you like and follow the podcast as well, that would be much appreciated. And I hope you have a lovely weekend.